love the green. Huh? You got a dusk. Cold all week, though, right? It's will be cold until the twenty uh, until Sunday when it will uh, reach twenty three degrees. You know what I did yesterday? You watched the Super Bowl in its entirety. I did. Good but uh, I went to Holman Field in St. Paul twice. <laughs> you went back to Holman's table? No. It's uh, my new favorite spot in town, by the way. Okay. Uh, I went down there and I began to regard it as going to view America's wealth. I've never seen anything like it. Now, Wednesday when we were there. Wait, Bob, did you have your, were you like standing outside the chain link fence with your face pressed up against? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, How are you guys doing? It, Good. It, How are it you, sir? Looked to me like sailboats out there on a on a on a sea, uh, the way the wings uh, resembled sails, like and, off Monaco, the the coast of Monaco, uh, or something like that. God Almighty! Mm. Uh, and you can you can really drive around that airport pretty well, at least two sides. It's, of it's it. secure, but yes, you there are spots when you can uh, look. And the private jets. I, I I I have no idea how many billions of dollars must have been represented. I heard in one jets. location there was close to $30 billion in one sitting at the, uh, a guy I know works there. Where? Uh, at the airport. The main airport? Uh, the both. He Minneapolis, St. Paul International? International. Yeah. At one point on the tarmac, there was close to estimated $30 billion worth of uh, wow. planes there. Well, then you know who made out for sure? The Metropolitan Airports Commission. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be getting a check. Holman Field made money. Mm-hmm. So anywhere planes landed, those people made money. I don't know about restaurants and bars and well, what have you. I'm sure they did well, depending where they are or where they were. I have uh, inside sources that say the you got a guy the downtown ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did all right. I bet they did. They huh? did all right. There's a lot of uh, let's just say there's a lot of bartenders that are going to be sleeping for the next week. Really? Right? But uh, they on money, right? On exactly. Money that doesn't make. Were noise. they open? Were the bars open this morning until four a.m.? Some were. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what percentage of them were, but uh, I do know that there was a lot. Basically, downtown last night was a like a regular busy Saturday night in Minneapolis. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, that Holman's table stayed open until four. At the wow. St. Paul airport. It did? It did. I saw, I followed them on Twitter and oh, they God. said, we're going to be here till 4 a.m. open. And that's when, once I'm the not game sure is I done. I want my pilot in there. Well, no, I don't Just think it's one gonna, more. He's not going to go Foster Brooks on you, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, <laughs> but the people that are, you know, have to wait for maybe clearance after the Super Bowl probably get hungry. And they need something. To, everybody that traveled today, you're right, the airports won out because if you're waiting for your flight, mm-hmm. If you're going to Boston or Philly, you're going to have a cup of coffee, maybe a beer, maybe a sandwich. All right. Let me tell you something about the airport today. All right. All right. And, yeah, it, and it makes me uh, quizzical. Quizzical. Every single, and this is not an exaggeration because I checked, I checked them all. Every single news site in the Twin Cities uh, predicted or admonished people that today was going to be such a historic day of travel mm-hmm. at the airport that be prepared for long lines, leave earlier than you ever imagined. Uh, here's from KSTP. Historic day expected Monday at MSCP, MSP Airport after Super Bowl. The airport is expecting 70,000 people to fly out Monday, which is twice as many as a typical day. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, okay, then you go to, uh, here's uh, CCO. I could have printed them all. I just printed a few of them. Okay. MSP braces for record day as Super Bowl visitors head home. Uh, Monday is expected to be a record breaker at Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, we're down to 69,000 people predicted to travel in this story. Okay. Uh so, you know, get out there. All right. Here's uh, NPR went over the top. Uh, transportation officials are telling people headed out of town after the game one thing. Leave early, 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 early. And they aren't joking. Okay. This isn't funny, people. Oh. <laughs> Monday is expected to be busy. The airport is advising travelers to remember the 54321 mantra. Was that? This is the first time I've heard of it. Three. Five hours before departure, check out of your hotel. Four hours before departure, turn in your rental car. Three hours before departure, check your bags. Two hours before departure, get in the security line. One hour, be at your gate. Uh, Expect blue and green line trains to be packed. If you're headed into downtown Minneapolis, expect the same street shutdowns. Automobile traffic should be at a standstill. Uh, Work from home. Stay home. Okay, I had two friends I had to take to the airport this morning. Okay. What did you, uh, Terminal 1 or 2? The main one. Okay, Terminal 1. They had a 1 o'clock flight. Yep. And they were as aware of these uh, precautions as as anyone. And over the weekend, they asked me to take them to the airport. I said, fine. Uh, What time do you want to go? And they said, well, pick us up at 9.30 for a 1 o'clock flight. Nine thirty for a one o'clock flight. Okay. All right. And they're flying. uh, They're not flying internationally. They're flying flying Delta back and forth. Okay. Got it. Going back to their winter estate. I never experienced a shorter drop off at the airport than I did today, and because of where we live, we're we're the go to people to take people to the airport. Right. (laughs) And I have never experienced a shorter, smoother drop-off at the airport than I did today. And when they, and, and the people I dropped off called me 30 minutes later and said, we got through security in six minutes. Okay. Where are the people? I'm going to uh, help me. What, what, what is going on? I heard from someone that works there yeah. that experienced it this morning in the main terminal or not the main, in one? the, in the terminal two, not the main, not one, the main because one? so many of the charters for Philadelphia and New England went out of Terminal 2. They did not go out of Terminal 1. All right. Players and their families, those charters went out of Terminal 2. All right. And those those flights started at about 1, 2 a.m., 4 a.m., oh and God. they were spread out pretty good. And by if someone were to be working there, say, at about 8 or 9 o'clock, yeah. there were still Boston flights, uh, Providence flights, and Philly flights that were full and they were still going out. All right. So they were spread out quite a bit. So the queue wasn't full. If you had to, you know, guess. Yes. What was the BAC of those Philadelphia flights heading out of town? Surprisingly, this person I know told me that uh, only a handful were. Uh, was maybe... Kevin? Was Kevin Hart among them? <laughs> I, I did not get a report on Kevin Hart. So uh, wow, was he that hammered? Was, uh, I think last night he had uh, a little too much. He was trying to get on the. Stage, the podium, wasn't he? yeah, yeah, with his feet dangling. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so am I paying a compliment to someone, uh, uh, or or am I am I distrustful of what I read? Uh, uh, somebody must have thought it wise counsel 
to present a worst-case scenario. I fully anticipated that five, Highway 5 was mm-hmm. going to be backed up into St. Paul. That's mm. what I fully anticipated. No, so I went you. along with those people. I said, yeah, I'll pick you up at 930 because I want to be at radio and I don't want to be late. Right. Yeah, I'll take you at 930, figuring it would have taken an hour and a half. Yeah, they uh, took four minutes. It uh, was nothing. No, and I think the efficiency of people spreading out their flights was that's the key. Is not everybody is going at eleven o'clock today, and not everybody has to be dropped off on the upper level of the main terminal. So they had they had traffic guys down there shooing half the traffic underneath and half the traffic go upstairs. Yeah, you just go up the escalator if you're dropped off and, on baggage. And uh, I've never had a shorter airport delivery in my life. Now, uh, um, from start to home, you almost never seem, a shorter. You one. almost seem annoyed with that. I, I don't know. That's a good, well, because you're he, right, Weavers. I don't know where to be. Because that's his experience, but he was asked to prepare for right. pandemonium. Yes. And Are you, you know speaking what? about me in the third person? Yes, yes I am, I oh, guess. And I you know like what? He, yes. he also... That's me again? His route was oh, not... Yeah. It, his route was off. His, his time... No, there's only oh, one yeah. route. You didn't, you didn't even have time to make a move. You couldn't even make a move. Didn't need to make a move. And that, that's why that. you're. I, I think I'm upset. Surprised or uh, <laughs> upset by it? Yes, I, I would agree. Damn it! Why didn't it take me an hour and a half? <laughs> I was prepared. Why didn't you drive him around like maybe an Uber? Oh. Like you're getting a, a higher taxi fee. I did fee. when he when he called me back 30 minutes later. I said, "You want me to come out and pick you up? We'll just drive around for a while, <laughs> take another lap." <laughs> yeah. Well, I get. <clears throat> am I am I upset? You are. No, I I don't know what I. Am. You're 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 befuddled. I I uh, was talking to some of the Winter Carnival Vulcans. Uh, well, actually, was talking to many people associated with the Winter Carnival over the weekend. Over the weekend, I did see that. Principally uh, among them, the Vulcans. Right. And it's another one where I don't know whether to be happy or disappointed. I said, "Have you guys made a Nicollet Mall run, meaning take the old fire truck over there and?" And and watch the puzzlement on people's faces. You know, who in the hell are <laughs> these right. guys? Somebody from Philly, get the and, hell away and, from and me! And they said, "No, this is a St. Paul event. We stayed here, and they were staying there." I didn't know. I didn't know whether to be happy about that or or disappointed. Just like today, I don't know whether to be happy that it didn't take yeah. any time to get to the airport. You know, if you if you if every news site I read is going to lecture me, and and then I take it to heart. That's where I. You know what? I feel like a sap. That's the feeling. you 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 there were in the tra- you fell is. into their trap. Yes. That, you know you're frustrated with yourself because you fell into their trap. You bought into. Boy, is it going to be? It's going to be horrible. For That's a one cool. o'clock domestic flight, you should normally at least be there eleven o'clock. Well, this you was guys are at nine thirty. Nine thirty. All right. And there was not a wrinkle. Joe Sucheray. Didn't even need to make a move. No, he didn't. I, I, I want to uh, break this down further. And I, I do have, I've reached out to some people I know at the airport. Yep. And they're going to send us some uh, data back if they can. All right. Yes, John. John? Beneficiary, you know who the real beneficiary for this uh, Super Bowl is going to be? The bars and restaurants at the airport. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, they'll do very think well. Think about that. Yeah. You bet. All right. Bye. Check this out. Yep. Let's think about this logically for a minute. Uh, basically, we're all 
uh, grateful that uh, the authorities who presumably know such things are advising people, watch out. This could be the this is going to be the busiest day in the history of the airport. All right. Yep. Seventy thousand people, more than twice the, the normal number on a Monday, are going to be trying to leave the Twin Cities all all at once. Uh, we uh, we uh, I guess, and that conjures up backed up freeway traffic, the long plodding line to to drive from the freeway up to the terminal to drop somebody off. Okay, none of that happened. None of it happened. And and because it wasn't happening at 9.30 this morning, I have to think it's probably not going to be happening at 2.30 this afternoon. Would that be a fair assumption? I think so. All right, and I also then, if it's not going to be happening at 2.30 this afternoon, I bet it's also not going to be happening at, say, 7 o'clock tonight. Is that, is that reasonable? My guess would be not. Okay. Okay, where are we to go with that then? Either... Either... Either the 70,000 people expected to leave aren't leaving today, maybe only a portion of them are, or maybe some of them left yesterday, or may, and maybe uh, some are leaving tomorrow. Would that be a way to look at it? Sure. Well, there's another way to look at it. What's another way? 125,000 people did not come here for the Super Bowl. Oh, granted, granted, uh, uh, the events were packed and the stadium was packed for the game, but that's only 70,000 people right there. And how many of those 70,000 people in the stadium were locals? Okay. Well, would you say half? I, you know, I couldn't even Reavers, do an educated would you say guess. half? I don't, well, <coughs> I'd say probably, less than half. Less than maybe, half. Maybe less than half. Yeah, I'm kind of with The Brooke. numbers you get from the airport if and when we get them, are going to be the, the tell-all of how many people came and left. I mean, that sounds silly, but the majority of those people uh, from the East Coast, uh, the, the numbers were great. Well, plus, plus the celebrity crowd and the corporate crowd would not be using MSP. Would not be using the airport. Well, yeah, there were well, private jets parked craft, out there. Yeah, he didn't but come they're, they're, they're going to get limoed out there. They get on their plane, bing, bang, boom, they're gone. Hop on signature and they're out of here. Right. Yeah. And I know that there were a lot of people that were in town, from a celebrity standpoint, there were a lot of those that were in town for these private parties and other parties that didn't go to the game. So they might have left Saturday. Or Sunday morning. And because they have private planes, I don't know what the FAA restrictions might have been, but maybe they said, nah, let's get the hell out of here Saturday night at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. and fly back to New York. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, but there's one But there's one number you have to take into consideration, and that is maybe it just didn't turn out that 125,000 people came to the Twin Cities because of the Super Bowl. Maybe only 35,000 did or 50,000 yeah. did. That could be. Uh, uh, that I'm not ta- attempting to take away from the success of the, of the operation. The, no, host committee, the host committee deserves a pat on the back. They did a hell of a job. Yeah. Everything it, it went really out flawless. A, it really ran well. Maybe that's also part of it, though. Maybe the, the planning between the airlines and the MAC with stretching these out 
Uh, we didn't have any delays, obviously, or, or that I know of not due to did, weather. Not that I'm aware of. I've been to the airport on July afternoons in a weekday and have had more traffic than I did the day. That's how easy this drop-off service I provided today was. Well, Mary, I have taken the kid or somebody out to the airport on a July weekday afternoon, and it has been more problematic than today. Then maybe the efficiency of, maybe it's a tip of the cap to Mac and to TSA and to the airlines for getting everybody in through security and on board and out of here. I guess. I it, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know of any incidents that were reported at the... Terminal 1 or Terminal 2 this morning. Like well, uh, you I can know, tell you, having been there, that there weren't any during my brief time there. No hmm. incidents. Hmm. I dropped those two people off. They, they reported to me that it took them six minutes to get through security. <laughs> I said, well, buy a nice newspaper because oh. you're sitting there till 1. Now we're sitting at French Meadow but having that's a that's their croissant. problem. That's right. their problem. Right. They're there. My theory, there was never too early to be at the airport. Well, that, that's not my theory. I can't stand uh, it. You would not want to go early and wait because you're a bad I'm waiter. I'm a bad waiter. I don't, don't wait, wait well. well right? I don't wait well. Is John Haidt uh, available? Maybe we'll he has, see if he has the numbers. I don't know. We'll maybe find there out. is more in the newsroom on this. Okay. In any event, it's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. First world problem. It is. Good problem to have. Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 12 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. The outcome of the Super Bowl, uh, it didn't go well, of course, for the Patriots and their fans. Also did not go well for most sports books. There was so much money bet on the Eagles, either via the point spread or the money line, that most books were hoping for a Patriots win. Of course, that didn't happen. Of note, there were several huge seven-figure bets placed on the Eagles that gamblers were able to cash in on. William Hill Sportsbook took a loss of over $4.6 million on three massive bets on the Eagles alone. 54% of their bettors were on the Eagles' side of the spread. 75% of money line bettors were on the Eagles and received favorable odds. Jay Rood of MGM Sportsbook said they lost over $4.5 million on one individual ticket, where a better put $3 million on the money line on the Eagles. He cashed in with odds of 3-2. to two. <laughs> I don't know how betting works. Uh, how does the book pay out that $4 million? Where well, they, does the they, money they, come they, from? They've taken mean? in the money, the initial bet. They've taken in all the money. They, they write t- a check. In right? other words, they're not going to make it. They're going to they're make less than they might have made. Uh, correct, right. because there are some people that still bet on New England or maybe bet on the under. But a book can't take out insurance, can it? I no, don't I think, think so. that's. I think that's think the, so. Yeah. Houses but let's face it. Over the, over the past nineteen weeks, they probably took in a lot of money from everybody. You know, people I losing. I so they probably had a little stockpile. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, houses catch fire all the time. Somebody had a great tweet. They showed a picture of Belichick. Um, at the press conference, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the caption underneath says, we're on to baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago when the Vikings had their miracle play, mm-hmm. and they had to come out to kick the field goal because the spread was, what, five and a half? Mm-hmm. And they were only at five, and they took a knee. Mm-hmm. Some people took it in the shorts there because yep. 
the Vikings didn't cover. So some weeks the books win. I got it. And other weeks they I, got it. I shouldn't have even asked the question. It's kind of like the question of the day I heard oh, so yeah, many years go. ago yeah, on the air. I forget who it was, but yeah. it was, will the Vikings win or will Cleveland win? So it's kind of like that. The question of the day. Right. That was the question of the day. By Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, that was Larry Fitzgerald. You're John Height. Right. Over the weekend with the Super Bowl festivities came the Pro Football Hall of Fame announcement. Uh, if you missed it. Former Viking Randy Moss made it in in his first year of eligibility. Among the other folks making it in, Ray Lewis, Brian Erlocker, uh, Terrell Owens, Brian Hawkins, and uh, we had uh, contributor Bobby Bethard and senior nominees Jerry Kramer and Robert Brazil. Okay, how come Randy Moss goes in on the first ballot? Because he was going to get in some year. Sure. And Jerry Kramer, it takes 50 years? I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know. Poor guy could hardly walk out there. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. He's all bent over. He's that all is beat up. One heck of a class, though. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Mm-hmm. News notes from today. Crews already at work this morning in downtown Minneapolis, removing street closure barriers and cleaning up after all the Super Bowl related events. Portland Avenue, 3rd, 5th, and 6th Streets between 5th and Park Avenues reopened this morning. However, some streets won't reopen until tomorrow afternoon and uh, some even until mid February. Those taking the light rail, Metro Transit Blue and Green Line trains are now back on their regular schedules. Officials say uh, be patient. Could be a couple of weeks before everything is back to normal. I know we've seen him do it a million times, but I watched the video of Levi LaValle flipping his motorcycle downtown yeah. about 700 snowmobile. times. Snowmobile. What did I say? Sorry. Yeah, snowmobile. About 700 times mm-hmm. because, man, was that yeah. cool. He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. What was really cool, I know this, I'm not a Viking fan, but the outfit he had on was oh, yeah. great. The yeah. big Viking helmet. And... Well, I just, you know, it's one thing when you see him do it at a track or, you know, at the X Games yeah. or whatever, but it's another when you see him do it in downtown freaking Minneapolis. That was so cool. Sally Pillsbury, for decades a generous philanthropist and promoter of women in politics across Minnesota, has died. She was the wife of the late George Pillsbury, grandson of the Pillsbury Company founder. She died Saturday night at a nursing facility in Wyzetta, 93 years old. The Pillsburys had lived in Orono along the Lake Minnetonka shore until George's death in 2012 at the age of 91. Their home on three acres was sold early last year. Democratic and Republican legislators are saying President Trump was wrong to assert that a GOP-produced classified memo on FBI surveillance powers clears him in the Russia investigation. Both sides expressing hope that special counsel Robert Mueller's work would continue without interference. Meanwhile, Democrats could seek a vote on publicly releasing their rebuttal memo when the GOP-led House Intelligence Committee meets late this afternoon. The committee's top Democrat, California Representative Alan, uh, Adam Schiff, Branded the GOP memo a political hit job, he questioned whether the chairman, Representative Devin Nunes, had coordinated with the White House in drafting the document. Meanwhile, President Trump on Twitter this morning accusing Schiff of being one of the biggest liars and leakers in Washington, calling him Little Adam Schiff and accusing him of illegally leaking confidential information from the committee. In an early morning tweet, the president also said Mr. Schiff must be stopped, although he did not elaborate. Bonton stores saddled with debt and struggling with weak sales as shoppers abandoned traditional department stores says it's filed for Chapter 11 for bankruptcy protection. The chain operates 260 stores in 24 states, mostly in the Northeast and Midwest. This could have some ramifications here in Minnesota as Herberger's is part of the Bonton chain. Uh, Paul writes in, Joe, the way the bookies make money is on the juice. They get 10% on every losing bet. All right. Mm. If that helps. Not really, but that's all right. Okay. Concert announcements today. Paul Simon has scheduled his farewell tour, and it will stop here. 
The 76-year-old member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Kennedy Center's honoree kicks off his two-month Homeward Bound, the farewell tour in Vancouver on May 16th. His Twin City show will be June 8th at the Excel Energy Center. Tickets go on sale to the general public Saturday at 10 in the morning. Prices range from $46.50 to $532 before fees. Holy crap. <laughs> Where are you with the sounds of silence? It's pretty good. My old friend. I like it. Yeah. I saw them, uh, Gar- uh, Simon and Garfunkel, at Parade Stadium. Really? On a warm summer. That's a while ago. I don't need to see them again. I see, well, it's not Simon Garfield. No, I understand. It's Paul I Simon. understand. I've seen Paul Simon twice, yeah. actually. Quite any, good, uh, both times. Any reports of uh, Mr. Garfunkel and his farewell tour? Are we? Well, but I saw this tweet, Johnny. It, he did say, though, that he would still do the occasional show in his... Right? I didn't see that, but oh, perhaps he did. Okay. I, I don't know. So but he's still... kind of a farewell tour, but not really. <laughs> well, yeah. How many rockers have done farewell tours and right. come back? So. But he's still going to be doing uh, Saturday Night Live appearances, correct? I, I think know. he wears the, the velvet robe. With uh, John, you have other uh, music announcements? Uh, well, Justin Timberlake, of course. As always, they announced the next day after a Super Bowl performer, uh, they announced a tour. Today they announced a Justin Timberlake tour. Uh, he has booked the XL Energy Center as part of that for September 28th. Tickets go on sale to the general public next Monday at 10. I didn't think much of the halftime show. Yeah, There's they... really nothing to be gained by being a critic of it. It was all good fun, but... One of the big problems I have is that that's just not my genre of music. I don't like aerobic workout music. I like <laughs> rock and roll, blues, soul, sure. jazz, whatever. I don't like aerobic workout music, and that's well, what he, he does. He really well. He his albums do contain some really good soul music, but well, I didn't hear any. There was there was well there was a little last night, but not much. Yeah, he did his hits was, basically last night. Yeah, and yeah. But Joe, if you're gonna pluck anybody that's relevant in 2018, that's about as good as that's you're gonna get. That's why I said I, it, yeah. there's nothing to be gained in me haranguing the guy. He seems like a great guy, and uh, it just isn't my cup of tea. And yeah. I thought it was a dog's breakfast in terms of sound quality, uh, and it was so I, it was so busy. The sound was awful. It was just I, it how, was just too busy. I thought the same thing, and I wonder because you know the other concerts that have been at U.S. Bank Stadium. The sound has been just ripped thoroughly because of how awful it's been. So I wonder if that had a lot to do with... There's probably nothing to be gained in me saying, it's. isn't it time we get over the Prince problem? Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I, it was all right. What? You know what, I, what, I've got, what I've come to understand? Huh. We never will. We never will. <laughs> I don't think we will. No. no. I think I agree with you. God bless you, please. This is <laughs> <a> <laughs> well, Yeah. Maybe he found it. That was just uh, Frank. Yeah, I love this song. Bass. That's not a bass, Rook. That's a guitar. <laughs> not a bass. Not a nipple bass? Not a bass, no. At least. <laughs> I, I still would have preferred Bob Dylan. I thought that would have been great. But if you go down the director's social media's road, that doesn't fit the demo thereafter. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody asks me, and I, I always tell them I'm a little out of the demo. Yeah, I'm out of the demo. <laughs> they didn't pick Justin Timberlake for me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They picked it for the twelve-year-old kid who got his selfie taken with him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How about that kid that looked a little nervous, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, one person has died. Five have been injured. Moscow enduring one of its heaviest snowfalls in more than sixty years. Ooh. Now, I thought it snowed more in Moscow. You know how much snow they got? I don't. Eight and a half inches yesterday, which doesn't seem like it should cause death and destruction. Right, it really doesn't. And they're supposed to get uh, another 10 inches today, which 18 and a half, we've, we've gotten that. That's nothing. We? You know what that is? Nothing. Yeah, they've got uh, one person dead and five injured. Well, so they're not ready for it, are they, I'm Jeff? surprised. Is Dave Dahl ready? He is ready. Oh. 
David Wallace Dahl and his forecast in Garage Logic is brought to you by Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, proud, very proud sponsor of the Beer Show Thursday nights. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 12 above, heading for a high today of about 15. Right to our south, though, in Iowa, they're getting blitzed with heavy snow, quarter-mile visibility from Des Moines, stretching from there all the way up to Waterloo and into southwestern Wisconsin. They're going to get uh, probably in that 4- to 5-inch category, maybe even a little bit more than that. That system is missing most of Minnesota. They're getting a little bit of flurry activity on the far southern two-tier of counties in Minnesota. Uh, we have some flurries made all the way up to Red Wing, but that's about it for us. Clear skies tonight's going to be cold, down to 9 degrees below zero tonight. Wind chills of 15 to 20 below. The winds are going to be fairly light, so not too much in the wind chill category. Increasing clouds, light snow again by tomorrow night. Tomorrow's high 10 above. Those snow showers less than an inch tomorrow night, down to 2 above. And then Wednesday flurries, otherwise just staying cold all this week with highs in the lower teens. Another chance for some measurable snow Friday night into early Saturday. Saturday's high only 13. Sunday, it warms up to 21. By Monday of next week, we're up to 24. So a nice little warming trend next week. By the middle of next week, we could be talking temps in the lower 30s. So that's something to look forward to. But until that time, cold for most of this week. We're at uh, 12 above right now, heading for a low tonight, down to 9 below, Joe. All right, thank you. Are you guys aware of the CNN travel article? in which St. Paul was referred to as a neighborhood of Minneapolis. No. What? <laughs> I was prepared to uh I was prepared to go after CNN for this and even do some linking on the failed state of reporting. Okay. Uh that someone at CNN could not have possibly known that St. Paul is not only a distinct city but it's the capital of the state. But uh I'm reading from a piece In fact, Reaver, see if you can find it for me. Talk to me. It was a CNN piece uh, that apparently ran Friday. All right. Friday would have been Feb 2nd, right? And what did they say specifically? St. Paul was a suburb of? Just look for, uh, I don't know, Twin Cities travel article. All right. But the, I'm reading from a piece in the Pioneer Press, and it doesn't make clear to me if CNN referred to St. Paul as a, as a neighborhood of Minneapolis, or if the writer, <laughs> if the writer of the piece did, the writer of the piece is a local freelancer, uh, Joel Hoxtra. And right, I found it. What's it? What's the headline? Minneapolis's must-see neighborhoods. Okay, in the body of the story, <laughs> in uh, it, you know, this Hoxtra is a local guy. It seems unlikely to me. He referred to St. Paul as a neighborhood. All right, can, so can you, you find that out? Minneapolis must-see neighborhoods, and then it lists a bunch of them. Downtown Minneapolis, the yep. center of the action. Yep. The North Loop, Millennial Mecca. Right. Uh, St. Paul, become a kid again. All right. But did the writer, did, did CNN on its own decide to refer to St. Paul as a neighborhood, or did the writer of the piece <laughs> refer to St. Paul as a neighborhood? Uh, here, I'll read you the first sentence. All right. Minneapolis stands shoulder to shoulder with Minnesota's capital, St. Paul. The Twin Cities are similar in size, but they are far from identical siblings. Well, then I think CNN is the one that took the liberty here. Yeah, it doesn't you follow look me. Like, yeah, it, it, so basically, this article was um, summed up in four different categories, almost four different chapters, naming you know Uptown was was another. Uh, That's a neighborhood. Yeah. Yep. 
North Loop. That's North, a neighborhood. North Loop and then downtown. Downtown's a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The Lakes is a neighborhood. Yeah. And and St. Paul. Uh, but it seems unlikely to me that the local freelancer, well, he didn't. In the first sentence you read me, he said Minneapolis and St. Paul are distinct cities or whatever he wrote. Yeah. Right? So CNN took the... the... And in the next sentence, it says Minneapolis can be raucous. St. Paul is known for its respectability and reserve. Well, and how did it get referred to as a neighborhood? I think because of the way that the the article is titled, mm-hmm. Minneapolis's must see neighborhoods, and then the inclusion of St. Paul. <clears throat> you know, and we're it's, so it's, easily it's, offended nowadays. Well, and it's it's really not worth going to the mattresses over, is it? No. Okay, it's, but it's a that, very small potatoes deal. True, but St. Paul does is always in the shadow, and not that we have to try to be as big or bigger than Minneapolis. I don't think anybody minds. You know, you had a brief firestorm on Twitter. We're not a neighborhood. We're our own city. And, you know, well, I don't think I don't. I think this has become it's just become trite over the years that that St. Paul continues to play this. Uh, woe is us. Uh, I don't really know anybody in St. Paul who's terribly upset that uh, Minneapolis uh, gets all the attention. No, but when a, when a when a rock star or an announcer uh, when we're at XL Energy Center says, "Hey, Minneapolis," mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of that that. I'm not going to do anything about it, but that does kind of uh, mi- it makes me. Um, uh, is it, are you cringe. miffed? Are you miffed? Mi- I'm miffed. miffed. Miffed is a good word. I, it, it's, I'm miffed when I hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I I uh, I was in St. Paul Friday night. It was as rocking as you could want St. Paul to be on Friday. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure Nicollet Mall was more intense and bigger crowds. I uh, met Snoop Dogg down at uh, the. Uh, now, Saint did you Anthony meet the Main? dog? I chatted with the dog. Where? At St. Anthony Main Theater. He uh. was promoting his Netflix series, Coach Snoop. All right. <laughs> and so we went on the red carpet. And, Coach Snoop. Yeah. And it's a, it, we saw two episodes that night. And when Snoop came in in this huge stretch limo, um, it was similar to Pigpen on the Peanuts Gang. Yeah. With the cloud of smoke that that <laughs> followed, he made no bones about it. He was uh, Snoop will have a uh, uh, Snoop will uh, will have yeah we'll yeah. indulge. Was uh-huh. that Friday night? Uh, that was Friday night. Yeah. My wax hand thing was canceled with the football club, but this replaced it. I was this close to working for the Philadelphia Eagles and their family, right? But how in God's name did Snoop Dogg replace it? You didn't get paid to go talk to Snoop Dogg. I didn't get paid, but uh, I did. The rec- Eagles, well, you could have had a big payday with I the Eagles. I did record some. Uh, investors would have been happy. Some items from Snoop. All the investors would have been terribly happy. Yeah, very had he happy. gotten the uh, Had he gotten the Eagles gig. Yeah, had, that was a really. Because I was counseling you what to charge them. Yeah. The sky would have been Not the limit. Not enough, right, you said. <laughs> yes. why, why did, I bet it was canceled because of time. I think they just were not organized. They, they were not organized soon enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working with uh, Matt Dunn, our, our magician friend. So you're driving around town towing the industry behind the car, <laughs> uh, looking for a gig, and, right. and nothing nothing ever really nothing. happened. I was shopping it hard. And, uh, and hey, Snoop, you happened. need a hand? Oh, that would have been you great. You should have tried to Snoop. And do it like this, like... Do it like here, okay. just like you do here. Yeah, just hold it like this. But dude. he was a, a very nice guy. He was well, doesn't very... he do a show or did with Martha Stewart? Yes, and that odd pairing seems odd until you meet with him, and he doesn't do the, 
you know, the shizzle, manizzle. He, yeah. He's not, he turns off the Snoop gangster rapper stuff. Yeah. And then just talks to you as a parent or these kids that he's working with coaching football are all troubled. And he's kind of their well, good <laughs> father for the dog. figure. You know but what? he separates all that dope stuff and he becomes a coach to them. Good for the dog. Yeah, the dog is all right. All right. We fly, boo. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. You know who uh, flipped the coin for the Super Bowl? Corporal Herschel Woody Wilson, 94-year-old Medal of Honor winner. My, my, the women in my home were in love with this guy. He's the last remaining Marine to have received the Medal of Honor during World War II. Isn't that something? Wow. Um, quite a decorated fellow and uh, quick to volunteer. So congratulations to... Uh, Woody Wilson, who uh, was out there for the coin flip. We have to cover some uh, topics that get us back into the realm of Gumption County and Garage Logic coming up. And I'll give you, you some numbers that I just received right. an email from 10 seconds ago. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 12.